0: Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com, so please subscribe. We talked today to Tucker Barry, who is the CEO of Noram Ventures. They wanted to talk to us about Lithium Clays. We didn't know much about it, so we took the call. that They've got a project down in Nevada and we learned a little bit more about how they plan to develop their business bringing in small amounts of money on a regular basis. Let's hear what he had to say. Hello,
1: Tucker. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. Yourself?
0: Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, So I appreciate you coming on the show. We're going to learn a couple of things today. One, about your new venture, Noron Ventures. But T, you've also kindly agreed to get a little bit technical with us about something called Lithium Clay. So. Thank you. Um, If I may ask, could you kick off with a one-minute summary, just overview for people on Noram Ventures?
1: Okay, Uh, Noram Ventures is a TSX-listed company. Right now, it has a market cap of seven, eight million dollars Canadian, and we've just finished a drill program in Clayton Valley, Nevada, uh, where we have a resource, and the resource is expanding with every drill program. Um, Noram, uh, I'm in Ottawa. Uh, the main part of the group is in Vancouver, and uh, that's where our accountant is, uh, board of directors, and they're the they're the group that um kind of brought me in about a year ago.
0: Right. Okay. Th- thanks. Thanks for that. Look, um, given it's such a relatively, I know you've got a resource, but it's a relatively small company, and just to get people comfortable with you know small companies, we'd like to talk about the management team's experience. So. Can you just talk us through that? We had a look at the back. Some, some names there are recognised, but maybe kick off with yourself. What's your history track record?
1: Oh uh, Yeah. So um, I'm a fairly experienced um, economic geologist, Canadian based, but um, much of my work has been in North Africa, Central and South America for base and precious metals mostly, but also uh, more recently for strategic metals like Lithium. Um, these guys in Vancouver, I saw that they had a deposit that was developing. And uh, I contacted them and they, they got me involved as a consultant. And then, uh, then about a year ago, they asked me to come on board as president and CEO of the company.
0: Right. And so it gives you a lithium track record. So just so I understand that, was it more from a technical perspective?
1: Right. So just before I came on with this group, I was doing research in lithium. I actually had a master's degree student at Cornell University. And we were looking at lithium brines right next door to this property, in fact and uh, we ran through that thesis. It was a very interesting thesis. Uh, that company is doing reasonably well. It's called Pure Energy and um, that's what really got me interested in Clayton Valley, this um, this interior basin that has Lithium brines and also very notably has these Lithium claystone deposits.
0: Okay. We're going to talk about the Lithium claystone component in, in a second. So again, let's just, so who, who, else, who else is on the team with relevant experience, whether that be, in junior mining or specifically with lithium. Uh, are you referring to companies? We sometimes get management teams who have got big company experience and they come in and run yes. a junior, and it just goes to pot because the drivers and the dynamics and the risks are all very, very different. So I'm just trying to understand your team better because I say there's a seven, eight million dollar company. Have you got people who are used to driving right. that? Certainly on the finance side, it's very, very important. Or specifically on the lithium side, coming in and and delivering
1: value there? Right. So, from the team's perspective, we have a board of directors, including Art Brown, who's the chair of the board, Mark Ireton. Um, Mark has banking experience. Art Mm -hmm. has uh, experience in the markets for the junior mining sector. He's been through a few cycles, had some real successes. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a a financial. a uh, backer named Sandy McDougall, who's actually a friend of mine, got me involved in this pro- project. He has um, a, a significant position in the company and, um, and ha- also has had success in, more in the energy sector. So those guys brought me in. My, they brought me in because of my technical expertise, because I'm very interested in Lithium, but also I have a track record in um, uh, the, the exploration and development of mineral deposits in a general sense. Um, some successes in North Africa, for example. Okay. What were they, if you don't mind me asking? Um, Yeah. So, I spent a fair bit of time in uh, Eritrea, uh, Sudan, Ethiopia and Egypt, specifically. And I was involved um, with a company called Nevsen Resources um, during the discovery days of a very large deposit called the Bisha. Um, Now it's a mine, Um, not just Bisha, but several other deposits on the property. And um, that's been operating now for five years. It's um, you know a quarter of the GDP for the country. It's a very large and important deposit. But, yeah,
0: it definitely is. Wow. Um, so let's talk about uh, financials at the moment. So I know you, you raised some money in November. It was a small amount of money. How much have you raised to date, and why did you raise that money in November? As non-brokered, wasn't it?
1: Right. Over the course of uh, 2019, we raised about seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. We completed one drill program, and then in November, we completed a second drill program. And for that second drill program, in total, we raised about 420000 The last raise was um, a smaller raise of 120000 just in late November, December. Um, we also have had some warrants and options coming in. So we're, we're good for the next three or four months pretty clearly, but we're going to go back to the market again pretty soon.
0: Okay. So you're doing doing like small incremental raises, it seems. That's not a lot of money that you've raised so far, but it's allowed you to put out a resource, I I, I note. Is that the plan? Just go out and take as much as you need at any one time rather than go and take a big chunk of change and be done set for the next two years? Is that the thinking?
1: The the reason is our share price has been lower. And so we only take out as much as we uh, need to so we don't get diluted uh, too much. Uh, the that it, our share price has followed the price of lithium, and the mm-hmm. price of lithium has bottomed out. It's basically at its bottom by all accounts, and over the course of 2020, it's predicted to rise. Why? Why do you say that? Why is it predicted to rise? It's um, th- mostly it's due to um, of course the electric vehicle market, and um, if you just look at Tesla over the last week or ten days, you know it's almost doubled in price since December. And um, you know they've turned a corner. They're quarter by quarter, they're meeting their their milestones both in China and the United States. And uh, Tesla's only one uh, automaker that's getting involved in the electric vehicle markets. So the, the prediction is there's uh, it's true and it's following uh, very closely to what predictions are. There's going to be a tenfold increase in the amount of um electric vehicle battery uh, need, uh, and and the electric batteries. Are are based on on lithium ion batteries, so that's very good for the price of lithium. Supply demand is another question, but it seems to be reasonably balanced. But the price of lithium will rise to um, maybe 30, 50, 70 percent of what it is right now over the next five to ten years.
0: But you're quite early in the cycle. You're 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 young young company. You're early stage, and you know mapping yourself to that. Growth or with any of those imminent cycles is, is surely a bit premature at this point. You've got to, I think, help investors understand where you sit. You know where you're at. So maybe we'll come back to that in terms of the supply demand thing because there's a much bigger conversation to be had there. But maybe let's just try and understand what this lithium clay are about because. I'd certainly not heard it okay. until you mentioned it to me. So right. it, was, it was new. Okay. Um, but it, it, it has right. uh, some of the properties of brine and some of the properties of, of, of rock. So can you give us a little bit of a technical background? Of, you know, what are they and what's what's so attractive about them first of all?
1: Yeah, I guess um, to preface this, um, now there are three types of Lithium deposits. One is pegmatites where spodumene is recovered. Mm. And that's a little bit of a separate track, And then the other two types are brines, which is like 60, 70% of the total lithium market and concentrated mostly in the the golden triangle, quote unquote, in um, Bolivia, Argentina, and Chile, Mm -hmm. and also in Clayton Valley in the United States. And then the third type, just in the last three or four years, people have come to realize that near those brines, on the margins of those brines, are clay deposits. Mm -hmm. And the clays soak up the lithium. Sometimes they soak it up um, as lithium salts so the salts are inside the claystone itself but really the lithium is in the the minerals the clay minerals themselves and so the, the there they are there are substantial resources for lithium in fact an equal or greater amount of lithium is preserved in claystones around the brines as there is in the brines globally it's a huge resource and it, it's right now it's untapped there are Three or four deposits um, in Nevada and also in Mexico that are at a development stage. Some are at feasibility, some are um, not quite at feasibility, and we're actually one of those situations.
0: Okay, so let me say, untapped to me, does, I've got to ask the question is, does that mean uh, no one's found a way of economically or commercially being able to extract the lithium from clays?
1: Yes, that that's um, a reasonable assumption when I use that phrase. Um, the best example right now is a company called Lithium Americas that has a large claystone deposit in Northern Nevada. It's called the Thacker Pass Deposit. They're at full feasibility study. They put their um, um, published their full feasibility study and they're three-quarters of the way through all their permitting on a very large Lithium claystone deposit that's, um, oh, I don't know, uh, 10, 10 hours north of where we are in Nevada. Down in, we're in more in Southern Nevada. And what they've done is they've, they've developed pilot plants to take those clay stones and process them. And they're in the process of marketing little vials of Lithium Carbonate. Lithium Carbonate is the marketable product. Mm-hmm. If it's 99.5% pure or purer, then it's a marketable product. And they're shopping those around to see you know, which battery manufacturers can use this. Uh, Panasonic, other battery manufacturers, and and they're they're having success with this. So they they've basically demonstrated that the pilot plant process works for extracting the lithium from their claystone. There's another company called Ioneer Resources. They're only 40 miles to the west of us, and they have a lithium boron deposit. The processing is a little more complex because they have two commodities they have to get out of the lithium, and and um. Surl site, of, It's a borate mineral. Um, and, um, and so, their processing event is um, not quite as advanced as Thacker Pass as um, Lithium Americas, but it's, they're, they're also shopping around their 99.5% pure Lithium Carbonate vials. And, um, and so, in Clayton Valley, we have a neighbour, um, who's uh, at a feasibility study right now, about ready to publish a feasibility study. They've gone through all the engineering aspects of uh, developing their claystone deposit and the economics are quite favourable. And we have an identical deposit. We have the same grade, the same tonnage, and we're right next door um, with all the infrastructure in place. So we feel we have, you know, an economic uh, situation here.
0: Okay. If, if, right. Okay. So some people have Demonstrated at pilot plant level, the economics could be there. Obviously, to take it further into a full plant scenarios, you know, got a, got a ways to go and a bit of money to raise. You know, we we talked to some lithium companies who you know can't even finance the pilot plant, let alone the the full, the full production plant. So it's an interesting space at the moment in terms of where this goes. I agree with you about the macro story. Clearly, there's a there's a great macro story. It's Getting people to put the money up now to be able to allow people to get into production. You're not anywhere near that. So in many ways, you're probably at a better place than them. in in some ways, you could argue. Um, but you, so you're taking comfort the fact that some people have created an economic scenario for their clays, which will produce ninety nine point five percent. Sorry, spodgy mean is that. What are you present?
1: Uh, well, it's um, it's it's lithium carbonate. Lithium carbonate. Sorry.
0: Okay. So okay. they're they're producing ninety nine point five percent lithium carbonate. Sorry. Okay. Um, right. So so there's the some come from that. So so we understand the clays a little bit more. So thank you for bringing it to our attention. First of all, um, so let's talk about where you're at. Okay. So you know, small market cap. You've got a little bit of money. You're going to go out to the market and raise some more money in the next.
1: Quarter or so, or the next
0: couple of quarters, to do what?
1: That's correct. So, um, we're going to raise one to 1.5 million for another drill program to expand the resource and also de risk it a bit in terms of bringing the, the uh, commodity from indicated and inferred resources up into measured and indicated resources. That's fairly straightforward. But, um, you know, this is an old lake bottom, it's just a, a claystone deposit that's. Horizontal, fifty to hundred meters thick, and it's 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 drilling it off on a grid. It seems to continue, you know, not forever, but if, you know, on a kilometer scale. So we need to drill off um, another third of the property to increase the resource and increase um, the confidence in that resource. Right, that's part number one.
0: Oh, so current, and there's more. What 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 next?
1: Right, and so part number two is to get in, into the engineering studies part of those engineering studies are about um, mine plans, you know, where does the pit go, where do your tailings go, et cetera. That's fairly straightforward, um, especially in a, a place like Nevada that's very used to mining. Um, we have to find out about initial permitting too, get back uh, baseline studies for environmental permitting, et cetera. And then we have to get involved in that the chemical engineering side of it we can follow in the footsteps of Thacker Pass or Ioneer or our neighbor Cypress in terms of the chemical engineering um, or we can look into other methods and there are some interesting other methods out there in terms of processing both the, um, the main part of the chemical processing and also at the refining and polishing stage to get a really refined product using um, membrane filtration ion filtration and, and other um, uh, techniques. Okay. There's um, one other aspect that hasn't been considered uh, by our neighbor, and that's some um, pre-processing. And so these clays, um, I don't. I'm going to go into a little bit of detail Please here. See. But the clays, it's not. It's not pure clay. It'll be um, pure clay in some places, but often they have uh, sand and grit within them. And the sand and grit is composed of quartz and feldspar. It, it has no lithium in it. And there are ways of um, taking that claystone and um, you know, immersed, and either over a shaker table or through something called a hydrocyclone, you can separate the clay from the sand and gravel, get rid of the sand and gravel, which effectively um, ups the resource by um, 50 to 80% um, in terms of its grade before taking it to the next processing level. And that can be very economical in terms of uh, extraction of lithium for these clays.
0: Okay, so you, you've got an idea of what you want to do with the money you're about to. Raise. So, have you got a sense of what uh, amount you're going to need to ask the market for?
1: Right, we're looking at one to one and a half million dollars uh, in Canadian funds, which is uh, less in U.S. and less in um, pounds to get us through the next uh, eighteen months to get us through these uh, engineering economic studies as well as the drill
0: program. I've got. I've got to ask you. I mean, you don't seem to be burning through a lot of cash. You're, you're, What's the money being spent on? What's the burn
1: rate? I mean, are you guys paying yourselves? Well, <laughs> we're we're being very cautious about that. But the other thing that people don't fully understand is this is a claystone deposit that is it's essentially not lithified. It's not rock, and so the drilling is really very inexpensive in comparison to other drill programs, like for gold or for uh, base metals, for example. Um, the the um, we pay less per meter. All in for the drilling that we conduct than um, other programs do for the equivalent amount of gold, for example.
0: Right, okay. And if I, if I may ask, what is, the, what is the burn rate? If you're spending a million and a half bucks over the next 18 months, the burn rate is obviously less than 100 grand per month. So what's it going on? Yeah,
1: that's, it going? About, that's, that's about it. Um, the the, the uh, group in Vancouver is uh, one of three companies in the same office, so, so there's lower overhead there. And, um, and then we take care of compensation um, on, a, on a marginal level right now until we get over some hurdles where we have proper financing and you know, we can get proper compensation for individuals and in companies. So, yeah, we're pretty tight with our budget right now. Right. And what are you paying yourselves in cash or just shares? Um, it's been cash um, exclusively so far, but right. we may end up having to go to shares um, over the next year or two.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. Okay, well we'll we'll come back to that if we speak again. Okay, because so I'm always interested in how people remunerate themselves at this stage of development because you want it all going in the ground clearly because um, it has more impact. You know that's what that's what the next round of cash um, is going to be looking at. Um, okay, so so that's one one and a half million. Uh, you know what we So can I ask what what do you think that you're going to be able to create with this one and a half million bucks. You're going to have a bit more data. You're going to have a, a slightly bigger resource, one one would hope, right? And you've got it with your en- with your engineering, chemical, and otherwise. You're going to have a better sense of you know how you process this and you know what's going to work and what, what's not going to work. But what do you think the market's going to need to hear from you? Given it's lithium, lithium's not getting much of a fair hearing at the moment. Okay, for for whatever reason. Like I say, well, stay away from the the macro argument of supply and demand for now, but. Um, what do you think that you're going to need to say to the market in terms of where you are in the cycle compared to others, right. which is going to get people's attention to fund you? Because, as I say, I've, we've been speaking to people who have gone all the way down to we, we now need, I won't say uh, the number, but X millions of dollars to build a pilot plant and they can't get financed by anyone. So, right. h- how do you talk to the
1: market? What are you, you going to say? So, so the, the funds, the next funds will increase the resource by at least 50% okay. and they'll also bring them, they'll de-risk it by bringing it up um, into measured and indicated resources, which can be converted into reserves uh, with uh, uh, definitive feasibility. Does anyone rate. care about
0: so that? Does That's anyone care about that right now? I mean, you, when you talk to people, do they care?
1: They, it, It's an important step and it's a necessary step. And now is the time to do it. So, um That's what you have to do. As well, we're going to test some innovative um, chemical engineering aspects, but we're going to focus on uh, using uh, a a sulfuric acid bath, like other companies, to get into um, to finish off a a pre-feasibility study over the next two to three years. So we're going to get started with those um, uh, chemical engineering studies, along with the other. mechanical engineering, if you will, the mining engineering type of studies, and that will take us to the next level. We expect um, that the markets, the Lithium price uh, is going to rise uh, continually uh, toward 2025. If we have luck to make move, keep moving things forward, we could be in production in 2025. And right now they're talking about um, prices that are literally 50% higher for, for Lithium carbonate. Um, in 2025, as the electric vehicles really, really start to take off.
0: Okay, so what do you think the things are that you need to tell the market to persuade them that yours is a project worth investing in? Could, obviously, we're talking about lithium clay stone. Okay, so that's right. you know, even with my institutional days, I, no one came to me with lithium clay stone. So you know, it's it's a new one. So you need to you know make people people comfortable that there's an economic solution to that, that right. it is going to be able to yes. make enough margin between what you can sell it at and what's right. going to cost you all in. So you, that's a story which is developing by the sounds of it, with others. And you're going to need to tell your version of that story too, presumably. Right. Yeah. And do, and do, you, so, do, do you feel comfortable um, with that? So,
1: yeah. So th- really what we have are a lot of components of the, of the puzzle. And the components come from Lithium Americas' Ionier's successful pilot plant studies on very similar claystones. So effectively, that technology is proven. We have next door on an identical deposit, Cypress's um, engineering studies, and they're a pre-feasibility study. Um, they estimate an opex of uh, four dollars per kilogram of lithium carbonate produced. And Lithium Carbonate selling for $8.75 per kilogram right now. So less than half of that will go toward the operating expenditure, according to um, Cypress's study. We aim to improve on that with our engineering studies. And um, so really it really comes down to what's the capex for these. And the capex is um, largely uh, governed by sulfuric Acid plants on site. What you can do is you can buy sulfuric acid for two years, which cut that down that capital expense for the first year, or at least the first two years, or at least delay it, and and then bring bring on sulfuric acid plants uh, into your operations as a capex once you're you're, start, you're once you have income from your from the mine and, and from production of the carbonate, and and so by working with those types of economics, you can you can be more you can be competitive with. Ah, uh, someone like Cypress our neighbor, or competitive with Thacker uh, Pass or pioneers um, uh, of Ridge projects, also in Canada. So
0: right. Okay. And then I guess the next thing you're going to need to show people is you've got the you've got the stale, scale scale uh, for this. Um, this project has right. the scale. Um, you've got the technical know-how. People are going to give you money to get build a pilot plant, the the demo plant, and 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 get into full production yes. because you think you're timing this right. Is what I'm hearing you saying to me? You think that if you uh, get the, into 2025, time, yeah. you're going to hit it right?
1: Uh, we believe so. I should mention something about the scale. Right now we have 200 million tons of resources that are outlined. And, uh, you know, sizable deposit, surface mine, no blasting, lo- low operating costs. And um, if you take the the average value of lithium carbonate equivalent in the ground, um, it, it turns out to be, um, you know, $51 US Per um, kilogram of of or per uh, a ton of um, of of material mined, so fifty one dollars per ton. That's equivalent to a gram of gold per ton. Okay, and if you think about a two hundred million ton gold deposit at a gram per ton, that's six point two million ounces of gold. There's a lot of gold mines operating under exactly those circumstances that are making an awful lot of money that have the same capex we're envisioning, that have a higher opex than what we're envisioning. And so, what we're trying to do is uh, make people aware that the economics of this is actually pretty interesting. Um, here we are in the state of Nevada, which is the, one of the most favourable mining jurisdictions in the world, where they have, um, there's a half-dozen deposits right now mining a gram per ton surface if um, gold um, elsewhere, just in the state of Nevada alone.
0: Yeah. So tell me this, you, with you and your board, you, given the stage of development that you're at, I mean, there's a lot of things you don't need to worry about yet because you're a couple of years away from, from getting anywhere near uh, needing to worry about CapEx, large CapEx programs. But today, as a junior miner, just to share with the viewers of the show, what are the sorts of things that you think, oh my goodness, I, I need. I need to deal with this. This is the most important thing. The longest to- poll in the tent as well. is it were, is it just about getting cash through the door? Is it the technical know-how? I mean, what is it?
1: Well, so um, the with other deposits, base metals, Gold, I have a lot of experience in that. A lot of the risk is in the deposit itself. You know, what, how do, what are the vagaries of the deposit? Is this vein going to blossom out? Is it going to be narrow? Mm. Um, That's not the question here. This is a lake bottom that goes for kilometers. So there's almost no risk in that, and and that is really quite interesting. That's one of the reasons why I got involved with this project. Um, I'm a geologist. I like the risk, but um, it's that's that risk is almost taken away, and so all of the risk really is in this processing, and the processing has effectively been demonstrated to be economic, and so that is the. That is the word that I'm trying to get out now. That Lithium Americas has had success. They're marketing uh, 99.5% pure lithium carbonate from their claystone deposit. They're probably going to go into production in a year or two years' time, provided they get their their capex funding in place. They're, you know, through their through their bankable part of their bankable feasibility study. Ioneer, an Australian company, very much the same with another deposit in Nevada. Um, so no geology risk effectively. All of the risk is in the processing and the processing is there. So that's the word that really needs to get out to people. Okay. So
0: let me see if I understand that. So you're saying this is, you know, the bottom of a lake. You know where it is. is There's nothing complex in it. There's no real kind of guesswork as it would be chasing veins, etc. You know where it is. It's a case of scooping it out. You've got, you believe there are processes which work and processes do you think you can improve you just need to understand the extent of this resource and clearly obviously grade is always king and no matter what you're, you're dealing with here you think you can well in indicative neurology indications suggest that the margins should be there for you you're trying to paint a very simplistic picture of this thing but is have I represented or captured what you've tried
1: to tell me today um, effectively, yes. It's, it is, in some ways, pretty simple, certainly from a geological perspective. Right. And then also, if you think about the component pieces that are taken from three uh, examples in Nevada with yeah. claystones, yeah. they it, they all point in a very favorable direction. They, I mean, people are marketing the lithium carbonate they're producing, mm. um, and they're going through the final stages of feasibility Factor Pass has gone through three quarters of its um, environmental permitting, mining permitting. Uh, you know they're they're really uh, turning the corner, and our neighbor Cyprus is going to come out with a pre-feasibility study this month, later this month, that I'm sure will have favorable economics, especially for the operating costs.
0: Right. Well, or at least certainly some clues as to what you may have as a consequence. Look, um, can we just talk about the macro for a bit here? Because obviously, you know, people okay. understand brines, nice, cheap. Uh, low cost, high margin, etc. Even the brine company, people producing uh, Lithium Carbonate from brines are struggling at the moment. The demand isn't there today. It's not there. The price isn't there today. And we've talked to some pretty big companies who are all just hunkering down a little bit until, and they're not quite sure why the price. Demand isn't isn't there at the well, moment. So wh- what do you what do you say? because I mean, the other the other thing, if you look at some of the big reports from some of the big banks, they're suggesting that actually, once the price does come back, you've got all of these big producers today who can turn the tap back on and make it very difficult for people like you, even in twenty twenty five, to find up right. your place your niche in the market. How do
1: you react to that? Right. Okay. There's There's two parts to your question. The first part is, um, you know, the price now is bottoming out. Why is the price bottoming out? And really what happened is um, in uh, early 2019, China um, pulled back on their subsidies for electric vehicles countrywide. Mostly it was buses, Mm. but they pulled that back. And all of a sudden people make, or companies making buses in China, um, started cutting back significantly as well. And um, that's what helped really Drop the price down, especially uh, in 2019. Uh, China, they can't pull it back anymore because they withdrew all, most of all the subsidies. And at the now, what's, what you see is Tesla's factory in China is incredibly successful. Tesla is also successful in Nevada with its Gigafactory and, um, and full production, and they're meeting milestones. And that's just Tesla. Every single major uh, auto company is ramping up on electric vehicles. Um, they, you know People have been talking about this for several years. It's happening. It really is happening. No, here, here. So demand is certainly increasing. Um, uh-huh. With regard to the brines, um, uh, Abermel, our neighbor in, in um, Clayton Valley, um, SQM, and uh, other companies, Gangfeng Lithium, they've um, pulled back on their production in, in the, um, the solars and also they've significantly cut back on the spodumene production. Green bushes in Australia uh, and other uh, pegmatite production um, elsewhere in Australia and, and even in Canada, Quabucci, for example, for Namaska, they're almost bankrupt right now. So that's been a, a real problem. A little bit of a market perception there, too, coming from, from Canada because of uh, Namaska's um, very difficult financial times right now. But um, uh, spaghemine aside, just thinking about the brines, which is the majority of production, the larger companies have curbed their production but it's not that easy for them to to uh, to increase their production because they're under stress about how much brine can they use from governments, from Chile, from Argentina. Bolivia has very large deposits, um, but they're not even in production. And they might not be in the foreseeable future because strong socialist governments, um, uh, they're up at 4,000 meters elevation, uh, strong local uh, uh, groups that are, um, Opposed to uh, mining that uh, brine in some places, and um, also their brines are complex chemically, and so it's it's their processing is much more difficult than the brines in uh, Argentina and in Chile. So you know the brines that those resources are there, but they do have limitations. A lot of them are social and and government control in terms of how quickly they can ramp back up. And that all things considered, if you listen to the experts, they recognize that and they see that. Um, even with the ramp up in demand, um, the supply can more or less match that demand, but there's going to be a deficit around twenty twenty four to twenty twenty-five, and maybe for another six to eight years where the price is going to reflect that basically.
0: Okay. So you Phil you 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 know where you're gonna fit in this market. You think there's a place for a company like you if you continue to deliver on these moments. right and to so discuss
1: today well moments uh, 2023 and on because once yeah. we get into production we'll be in production for 40 years this even though this is a large deposit it's not that much of a lithium market we're talking uh, a goal of 20,000 tons lithium carbonate equivalent production which would which would be um you know two percent of the market or less um, especially as things ramp up toward the end of a uh, toward the end of this decade.
0: Okay, interesting, interesting. Okay, Tucker, um, thanks for that. That's a great first introduction to the the company. I I do want to know more. Um, We we have to go and do some research on this Lithium Clay stuff we have been talking about today. But it's always interesting to hear young, new stories in the market, you know, talk to people and understand their experience and their capability of, you know, delivering all those lovely milestones that shareholders need to see um, when you haven't got that much cash, but you seem to be um, watching the pennies, as we say here in the UK. appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn.